We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome. It's another week. It's week six here of the Football Guys DFS Power Grid, all presented by rotogrinders.com. We're here to get you ready for this week six, the first bye week of this NFL season, and lots of injuries to monitor, and a lot of things obviously probably going to change from now until roster lock on Sunday, but we'll try and uh, do the best we can, look ahead and and give you some of the advice that hopefully can uh, put you on some winning plays this week in Daily Fantasy. We thank you so much for joining us, as always, here on YouTube. The podcast stream, wherever you're at, I am Dan Bach. Joining me tonight, we got Devin Knotts, we got uh, Phil Alexander, and I mean, Ryan, I don't want to speak for him, but you look like young and fresh. You look very different than our usual host, John Lee. So welcome to the show. John is out in jolly old England pretending to be Ted Lasso or something. So uh, welcome, Ryan. What's going on, man? Thanks, Dan. Happy to be back this week. And, you know, John always insists, uh, whether it's on camera or off, that he's the most handsome guy on the show. Uh, so big shoes to fill in many ways, uh, both both in terms of of uh, content and, uh, you know, and, and, and aesthetics for me here. Today. You guys have the same haircut, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and his is thinning only a little faster than mine at this point. <laughs> All right. A- let's age adjusted. It's the same. Age adjusted. <laughs> I like age it. Adjusted. I like it. Very well said. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff to get to here tonight. Again, we're going to try and put you on the right track as you build your lineups. Appreciate all the uh, commenters out there on the YouTube stream. And of course, leave us um, a review on the podcast stream if you are listening uh, on the Audible or the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football feed. Uh, I mean, just first impressions, kind of a weird week. Not like I'm excited to play it, but it feels weird seeing less games on the slate this week because of the bye weeks. And, you know, we look at some of the totals, Ryan, and I'm going to let you kind of run through some of the situations we have this week. You know, not a ton of high-scoring games, but not really a ton of low-scoring games either, but... Uh, give the people the rundown what we're looking at in terms of uh, Vegas this week. Yeah, you know, I, I feel a little ill-prepared because right before the show, you know, you, you guys reminded me that the Jags-Dolphins shootout isn't on the slate. So, so I got to take all those guys off the list um, and, and, get, and get readjusted here tonight. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, the, you know, you, you make a good point about the slate. It, it is unique. It is interesting. Um, we do have a few games that, that have a total over 50, which is, you know, obviously where we want to start and look. So... Um, you know, the first of which, the highest of which is the, the Chiefs at the football team. Um, the, the Chiefs, we, we know why their totals are high because of their offense. But lately, that defense, it gives us yet another reason as to why these totals are astronomical. And, I, you know, th- this total for this game is north of 55, uh, which I don't think we would have seen last year, especially with the Washington defense uh, really taking a big step back this year. So they've been getting beat deep left and right uh, every single game of the, of the year so far. So very interesting to hear what Chiefs we're going to jump on at, at every position here uh, in the show. Uh, and then, you know, going down from there, but not too far, is the Chargers at Ravens. Uh, both teams coming off of shootouts uh, last week against different opponents. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson putting up half a hundred on Monday night uh, in terms of fantasy points, which was just wild uh, for those who stayed up and watched that game. And, of course, Justin Herbert opposite him. Uh, so that game looks to have a lot of goodness as well. So, so we got to pick our spots there and, and, and who we're going to target. Um, 
after that, a little bit of a surprise, at least to me, maybe not to you guys, but the Cowboys and Patriots have a 50-point total. Cowboys favored by three and a half, so obviously they have the the higher team total in that one. Uh, and then Cardinals at uh, at Devin's Browns. Um, minus three uh, are the Browns in that one with a 49.5-point total. Uh, but we could maybe have a, a bit of a Windy City light or Windy City South type of situation uh, to, there that, that we'll maybe talk about here again um, Sunday weather projections on Thursday night. Always fun to do. We're really uh, talking know, weather right now. Be, being, yeah, well, you know, but I, I, I've heard multiple things about it. I've read multiple things about it. So there are people talking about it. So I'm sure that um, people watching might maybe want us to talk about it. Maybe, maybe not, though. So well, anyways. Let me, let, let me give advice on that, okay? Yeah. And this is my advice. Please. On Sunday morning for injuries, the football guys, Dr. Gene Brammel, that's the guy you need to listen to. For weather it's Roto Grinders. Kevin Roth is the guy you need to listen to. So go ahead on over to Roto Grinders and we'll have the updated forecast for you because there is a lot of people talking about that game and wind. And uh, I agree with you. Thursday, too early to speculate on it. But Sunday morning, we'll have a good idea and nobody's better than uh, than my boy Roth. So yeah. And so and so we won't speculate on it. We, we I, I bring it up only to say Check your check on Sunday. Uh, you know, again, everybody that's playing should should be thinking about that and thinking about adjustments to make all the way up until uh, the one o'clock games. So, you know, don't don't take what we say as gospel. If you wake up on Sunday and you see that Cleveland weather is forty five mile an hour wind, now listen to what let, we say. Let me about correct the game that. Don't listen to anything Ryan says about weather. Any outlook. <laughs> all right let's let's keep it moving here and about weather or anything else Devin. anything I, I i do need to give a shout out to phil who won the four man last week okay came from two behind. weeks in a row two, two weeks, weeks in, a row. in a row the guy who doesn't like play cash games and you know he's won our our cash game i felt like i had a good shot and i even swapped off of daniel jones and then jones got hurt i was like yes i'm gonna win this one and then David Carr was terrible, and then Phil came from behind and won. So congrats, Phil, on the four-man. Devin, uh, we'll get our Ws here eventually. I'm just here to uh, donate money. It's okay. <laughs> All right, let's get into QBs this week. And, uh, Devin, we're going to hand this off to you where, uh, you know, last couple of weeks we've kind of had some some new rookies, some injury situations to monitor. Not quite as much this week, especially because it's Thursday already, and Daniel Jones is already practicing. So that was one spot I think we had some question marks. But – I do feel like this week, owner, you know, ownership or rostership is not really condensed at quarterback ever. But this week, there's only a handful of guys I'm super comfortable playing. So, kind of interested to hear on what your thoughts are on uh, the quarterback position. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Because none of these low end options are overly intriguing. Um, so. Normally, the last several weeks, we've been talking about guys like Daniel Jones. We talked about Trey Lance. We talked about whoever. Um, but this week, it's pretty much, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. There might be one or two other guys that you want to throw in there. But for me, those are the three names that I'm starting with. I'm playing Patrick Mahomes against this Washington secondary. I think that it's the safest play. We'll talk about running backs here in a little bit, but I think you can, he's expensive. Don't get me wrong, but I think you can afford him. Lamar Jackson scares the living whatever out of me because at 7,400, he had 50 or 60 points last week. And if he does that again, I'm probably in trouble with, uh, so in a GPP setting, I might look at Jackson, although I think he's probably going to be, one of the highest players, if not the highest player, rostered player this week. So I'm starting with Mahomes. Um, I'm going to stack Mahomes. Um, we'll talk about who we stack him with later on the show. Um, but for cash games, that's where I'm starting with. Ryan, Phil, talk me off of it. Go ahead, Phil. I was just going to say that I think what, what most people are going to do, and I, I think what I would look to do when I look at the prices on Mahomes and Jackson, uh, Jackson's Monday night performance isn't priced in because DraftKings salaries were released uh, prior to the Monday night game. I think they have similar upside. I think those games probably have a similar shot at shooting out. Um <sighs> I think I would go with Jackson and cash and, and take the savings. And, um, 
you know, there, there are some other options that we could get into. But uh, Ryan, what did you think about Jackson versus Mahomes? Yeah, I, I was on the same wavelength. And, 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 you know, Devin made the point of lower end options not being attractive this week. And, and, and I agree in general. And also kind of further exacerbating that is there aren't and we'll get to the other positions, but like there's not a nine thousand dollar Derrick Henry this week. Um, you know, we'll talk about Christian McCaffrey at eighty eight hundred, but there's not a you know, there aren't the two kind of jam it in running backs uh, that you usually want to kind of start with in cash. Um, and, and, you know, tight end, you always, you know, almost always want to kind of go with a low end and just hope, hope sit there and hope. Um, so to me, quarterback going high end this week, there's multiple reasons why it's attractive. Um, I, I agree. Jackson was the first guy I saw for cash. I, I can't, I can't be upset about Mahomes other than I think he's what, $900 more. So it'll be interesting to see kind of the values Devin's looking at other places to, um, to get there for him, which I'm sure he has already thought about and has for us later. Uh, but but I think that's the general kind of template this week is, is go high end at quarterback, maybe middling at running back and then high end at receiver is is where I was looking not to spoil the rest of the show. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you guys are right. And, you know, the the lower tier quarterback that people are talking about is Taylor Heineke. He gets that that Chiefs defense, which has been absolutely abysmal this season. And the one thing that's kind of nice about him is he can run a little bit. But when we talk cash games, we talk safety, you know, avoiding risks. And in a week where there are some running backs that are down, there's some lower priced wide receivers that I think we can play. I think Ryan nailed it. I don't think this is the week to get cute at quarterback and not play those high end guys. And, you know, I think it's just a matter of preference. I'm kind of in Devin's court. I don't think you're wrong on going with uh with Lamar Jackson but Mahomes to me just feels like he's going to take the lid off of this defense at least two or three times and just could have uh, a massive game but the one thing you can say on Jackson on the flip side is that's probably going to be a way more competitive game than than the Mahomes situation likely will so you know kind of risk on both sides uh all right let's get some other you know options for tournaments that we're looking at Phil um we're going to throw it to you first uh you know, we got Stafford and Burrow in the middle tier, the 67, 6,300. You know, Detroit's been a team you can pick on, obviously a little bit more at the running game. But uh, Burrow at 6,300 coming off that, that game last week where, uh, you know, solid enough performance against Green Bay, much tougher team than he's facing this week. Any interest there? Yeah, I have no problem uh, with that Stafford Burrow tier in tournaments. I'm sure that I'm going to be running out lineups with uh, with each of those games stacked. Uh, probably a little bit less on Cincinnati Detroit. Uh, something tells me that that could end up being like a, a 21-14 uh, type of finish. I don't think that that would surprise anyone. Um, Heineke even is is pretty good. I mean, I think he's going to give you either like 11 points or 25 to 30 uh, without much in between. And that's the kind of uh, variance that I'm willing to embrace in tournaments. So uh, I'll be running out some Heineke stacks. Um, I, th- I think it's worth mentioning in the uh, the Baltimore Chargers game, um, you know, really script that game in your head before you think about playing Lamar Jackson in tournaments, because I think he is going to be the uh, the most popular player at the position. Like Devin said, I think he, he could crest, you know, 14, 15 percent, which is a lot for a quarterback. And I think if um, if you're expecting, you know, Baltimore is at home for that game. Do, do I have that right? Yes. Yes. One o'clock. Yeah. So it's in Baltimore. You know, they are favored. I think their game plan is going to be keep the ball out of Justin Herbert's hands as much as possible with the the running game and the defense. At least that would be my plan if I were uh, coaching the Ravens. Um, So if you don't think a shootout is the most likely scenario, I think you might want to come in under the field on Jackson in tournaments because even though he was magnificent as a passer on Monday night, I think his upside is still in his legs. And in um, in the three games this season, the Ravens have allowed at least 25 points. Uh, Jackson has run the ball 12, 16, and 14 times. And there's his ceiling. And, and he hasn't cracked double digits in the other game. So um, I, I think you want to just 
you know, study that game, make sure that you're, um, you're constructing your lineups in a way that reflect how you think the game is going to go if you're playing uh, Jackson. Um, and then the only other guy on my list, and, and you guys are probably going to give me some heat for this, uh, because it's a game that I'm going to be going back to a couple of times. Um, I, I don't know why the players in this game are coming out as high as they are for me when I'm, I'm doing my initial runs. Uh, but it's the Raiders and Broncos game, which has like a 44 and a half point total. And I am, I am not sure, um, you know, what, what my optimals are thinking at this point. Maybe I have a mistake in there or something. Uh, but Derek Carr, um, <laughs> listen, the, the Broncos have a long quarterback. You like, like a, I like both sides. I like both off, uh, offenses in this game. I, I, just think, love, I just love Devin's face in slow motion every time he <laughs> something up. I think it's the the shootout that no one is looking at, um, probably for good reason, right? It's a 44.5-point total. Um, but I, I think there's a scenario where this game goes well over that total. Um, if, if you look at where Denver has traditionally struggled, it's against uh, tight ends in the passing game. Our, our guy Cecil uh, says that ad nauseum on the audible. And um, this year they're having trouble with speedy wide receivers and the Raiders have one of each, right? They've got Henry Ruggs, they've got Darren Waller. And um, I don't know, Derek Carr, he scored 25 and three straight to open the season. Uh, I don't think he's done yet. So that's kind of my, um, my, my super low owned tournament flyer and and tournament game that i'm going to be stacking and um you guys could tell me all the obvious reasons that i'm wrong for that they say there's not an edge in this game <laughs> <laughs> denver's allowing the second fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this year um one name i want to throw out there is mac jones so 294 yards and two touchdowns to mike glennon and daniel jones last week if Dallas is able to score against this New England uh, defense, Mac Jones could be in a position where he's he's forced to throw quite a bit this week. Damian Harris is banged up. So uh, at 5,200, I believe he is on DraftKings, I think he's in a pretty good spot to potentially reach salary, especially if, you know, if there's a scenario where Jackson – he doesn't have the ceiling, obviously, as Jackson and Mahomes. But the, if there's a scenario where neither one of them hit their – their peak potential Jones could be someone who um, pops up on a, on a value play, especially he allows you to spend elsewhere and could be a little, a little contrarian. Yeah. No one mentioned Dak Prescott either. And, and new England gave up three over 300 yards and three touchdowns to Davis mills last week. So um, again, I, I said earlier, I'm surprised that totals 50, but it is for a reason. So something to think about. Yeah. There. Uh, I'll throw one name out there. I hate to just throw a million names to the wall here, but um, I will say I actually think Carson Wentz is a better play than either Bridgewater or Derek Carr, who Phil mentioned. So I don't feel bad talking a little bit about him. They get Houston at home in that dome, uh, favored by 10 points. He's got, you know, an easy guy to pair up there with, with Michael Pittman. Uh, you know, monster game for him last week. 75% completion percentage the last two weeks for Wentz. So he's starting to kind of get locked in a little bit. But Yeah, he's, yeah, he's getting healthier too. So good, yeah. good call. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on to the running back position. Again, quick uh, quick little recap here at quarterbacks. Uh, we're thinking definitely high-end, looking Mahomes, looking Lamar Jackson for your cash games. And uh, as you kind of heard us, we rattled off half a dozen names you can play in tournaments this week. Okay, running backs, Phil, we're leading it off with you. And there is, I mean, there's just a ton of injury situations for us to monitor. I, I don't know if I'm going to go through them all, but I'll hit up the uh, – the, the most important ones. Both the quarterbacks for the Bears look like they're out this week. So Khalil Herbert likely going to get the start, I think, for the Bears. He's 4.6K. Uh, we've got Darrell Williams likely getting the start with uh, uh, CEH getting banged up last week. He's 4.9K over there on, uh, on DraftKings. Uh, Dalvin Cook looks like he's back. Um, and then Saquon, he's the other big name that's pretty much going to miss. It's Ankle looked awful last week. He's doubtful. Devontae Booker, 5,400. And then McCaffrey still up in the air. Chubb and Hunt didn't practice today. I think they'll probably be fine. Chase Edmonds didn't practice today. So a lot of still kind of moving pieces here 
But I think the big thing is that Chiefs running back Darrell Williams, 4.9K. I think he's going to hit like all the optimal lineups. Are you okay with him as like the center value piece this week in DFS? Not really. Um, I, I don't see him projecting all that much better than uh, than some of the other guys that are in his price range. I, I just think, you know, listen, he's got tremendous touchdown upside. We could say that about anyone that plays next to Patrick Mahomes. Um, but we also saw the usage that Clyde Edwards, Elaire was getting. And, you know, it, it wasn't all that great a role, was it? You know, it was 14 to 16 touches, and he was really only getting there uh, when he got in the end zone. And I think Williams could do the same, and 4900 is a good price. I I'm actually a little bit more intrigued by Khalil Herbert uh, now that we know that both Montgomery and Damian Williams are going to scratch. I think uh, he, he showed a little something last week. The, the one thing that I have to research a little bit more and Maybe one of you guys could tell me. I know that he was not at all involved uh, as a pass catcher last week, uh, but he did receive more carries than Damian Williams. So that shows that uh, Chicago is definitely willing to rely on him on the ground. Anybody familiar with his college resume? And, yeah, he only and caught, he, That's a problem. He only caught 10 passes at Virginia Tech his, his senior season. So, mm -hmm. um, And he caught... So he played five years, six, eight, nine, one, ten. So not overly impressive on a on a pass catching basis, which is why I prefer Daryl Williams just a little bit more. This okay. many targets last week, as many targets yeah, as I mean, you last week, Phil. He was not running routes last week. That is that is yeah. for certain. Um, you know, listen that that profile could work against Green Bay. I think um, you know they're not exactly a run defense to be feared, but. By the same token, you know, if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones are are going nuts, that's not going to be a, a great script for Herbert if he's not catching passes. So uh, appreciate your input there. Uh, the, the first name I clicked on this week when I opened up DraftKings was uh, Daryl Henderson. Um, listen, as long as he's able to start and finish the game, he's in there for 90% of the snaps. He's getting two-thirds of the rushing workload. Um, and nearly all the receiving work out of the Rams backfield. Uh, they've got a, a, a big team total. They're favored by 10 points. Uh, it's the script that you like. The Giants defense has allowed three separate running backs to clear 100 yards. Um, I, I like that a lot for cash games. I'm going to be keeping an eye on his percent rostered in GPPs. I think if it climbs a little bit too high, uh, he's been solid, but he hasn't shown that huge ceiling yet um so might have trouble 20, we got him at 25 percent, and we have uh right. henderson at 22 right or um not henderson williams at 22 so those look like the chalk here early in the week yeah, yeah. henderson's gonna be super chalky yeah it, yeah the price is the price is too good the usage is good the situation's good henderson's the first guy in cash that's why i stuck the thumb up Go ahead. Yeah, and, and that's pretty much my take. I, I think if he's uh, much higher than 25% in tournaments, the best play there is probably to fade him uh, only because he hasn't exhibited the ceiling that we need for tournaments, especially uh, at a high roster percentage. So um, moving on to... And, go ahead. And, and let me just one point I want to make, sorry to interrupt, Phil, is there's a lot of options to pivot to in that range, in that 6K mm -hmm. range. You can go up... A couple hundred bucks to a Cream Hunt, a Swift, a Mixon, even a Gibson. I know he's a little bit banged up, but they're kind of all in that range or go down a little bit to a Josh Jacobs. So I think, you know, pivoting off of Henderson is a is, is pretty easy to do in tournaments and not feeling like you're rostering a scrub. So that's that's the one benefit there. Yeah, totally agree. And, and even at a, a couple hundred more, you got Jonathan Taylor in that matchup that you mentioned against the Texans, that's that's pretty attractive, even though he's sharing more work in that backfield than I, than I would have imagined. Um, so but my tournament, guys, I mean, this seems to be the case for me every week, but Ezekiel Elliott like has trouble clearing 10% rostered just about every week uh, because people like playing the Dallas passing game, even though they're not quite as popular this week. Uh, maybe they fear a road game in Foxborough. Uh, but this is like a, a different Cowboys team than we're accustomed to, and this is a different Patriots team than we're accustomed to. 
Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott could run on anyone. I wouldn't rule out 100 yards and, and more than one touchdown uh, out of hand, especially with the Cowboys' uh, big total that Ryan mentioned when we opened up. Um, so I, I think he's a, a leverage play in that 7K range, uh, kind of close to Austin Eckler, who I expect to be pretty chalky. And um, I, I've got to give you my uh, my reach while I'm here. Uh, why not that... name every name on the board? I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I Who's your reach? Four, Let's hear the right? reach. Let's I mean, get to the we've reach. We've only done four. got to fill two running backs or three. <laughs> All right. So my, my reach is Latavius Murray against the Chargers as a leverage play on the popularity of Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. I think that's probably a, a chalk stack in tournaments. And if it happens uh, the way that I talked about it before, where Baltimore's plan actually works and they could run the ball on a suspect run defense. The Chargers can't stop the run. They've got a good defense overall, uh, but they have trouble containing running backs. Um, if if it's a, a neutral script and Baltimore is able to do what they want to do, he's going to share less in that backfield uh, than he did last week when it was like a, a hair-on-fire uh, game script for the Ravens. Um, so I think if he's getting 60% of that backfield, maybe 18 touches, accidentally falls into the end zone a couple times because Lamar trips at the one, uh, there is, is definitely a greater than 2% chance because that's where I have him pegged uh, for ownership. I think there's a greater than 2% chance uh, he ruins things for the rest of the Ravens that everybody else is playing. All right, Devin. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you kind of. I'm, ex- I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I know. I, I am a little bit exhausted <laughs> after hearing so, that. So, just to summarize that, if the weather is between 66 degrees and 68 degrees, it's a full moon and there's no clouds in the sky. Then play Latavius. Um, you need yeah, everything it, it, to go right. It's a GPP play. Come on, let it go. All right. I still think it's thin at that price. He's so what, um, <laughs> all right. What are we doing? What are you doing with Christian McCaffrey? We, I think we need not playing. Not playing him. He didn't play. Okay. He practice on Thursday. I don't think he's well, going to play right. this week. He missed. Okay, fair enough. Go ahead. Um, if he does play, I think he's fine. History tells us that when McCaffrey's in the lineup, he's getting the full workload. Um, so cash games for me. So I think there's four names that I have on my list. Um, we talked about. Uh, Daryl Williams, he's he's the value play over um, Khalil Herbert, just because I actually think Jakeem Grant could play a T- Tariq Cohen type role um, and play some in the backfield, especially if Herbert can't catch the ball. Not not by any means advocating for Grant, but um, I think that the the carries there will be split. Um, Daryl Henderson, we talked about. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I think is cash game viable. Um, we saw we saw 17 weeks or 17 carries last week, uh, four catches so or four targets, three catches, including the long one. Um, and they didn't need to throw the ball the entire second half. They probably should have because Baltimore came back and won um, in that game. And then the last guy I have in, as far as cash viable is Ezekiel Elliott. Two straight 100-yard games against New England that historically hasn't stopped the run. A lot of people are afraid of Tony Pollard, but I don't think that they should be because, you know, over the last – three weeks he has 17 carries 20 carries and 21 carries while scoring four touchdowns in those games um gpp i'm fading austin eckler his five touchdowns in the last two games that's not sustainable um he's had he hadn't had a multi-touchdown game in 20 straight games heading into the last the last uh two games and he's done it in back-to-back weeks i don't think he's going to do it a third 7900 i think he's overpriced and then um Nick Chubb is a GPP play, so the way to beat Arizona is on the ground, much like it is against uh, against the Chargers, like we saw last week. And Baker Mayfield sucks, so I have to I have to play somebody in that game. Did okay last week. All right, Ryan, you're up. No, I've got no other running backs, and I know where uh, we, we, Phil 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 took us home on running backs. So I think sorry. I, I've, no, no, it was good. It was all good. I just yeah. have nothing else to add, or else I'd be talking for no reason. Yeah, I, I concur on pretty much what we what we heard there. Yeah. I think Taylor is the the one that's interesting with that. Anytime you get you're a home favorite by like ten points, like that's uh, you know historically that has shown like that's a situation where normally the running back, especially one like him, can can certainly take advantage of it. So uh, really, really think he's a 
a solid play this week. All right. If you're listening again on the podcast feed, thank you. Leave us a review. If you're watching on YouTube, leave us a comment and make it a nice one because, you know, I've got the thinnest skin out there. Even, you know, the, the, the YouTube commenters came after me on Twitter this past week. You know, I mean, that's, that, that's what, what's happening in this world. They, they can't even leave it to, to YouTube. They got to come over to Twitter to get on me. But seriously, we appreciate you guys watching us and uh, we love doing this show for you. And if you're not a premium subscriber over at Football Guys or Roto Grinders, no reason not to get in on it. Uh, great value on both these sites. Uh, obviously, you know all the experience that Football Guys has. And of course, Roto Grinders this next week, it's NBA season. So you're going to have all those winnings from NFL rather than sitting on them. Why don't you play some NBA next week? It's a lot of fun. So we got one of the best optimizers, I think in the business that can uh, help you uh, as you try to uh, you know grind some different sports out there. All right, getting into the wide receiver spot and uh, we're going to lead this one off with Ryan and again, some, some DNPs, some big ones here practicing with Tyreek Hill on Thursday, Mike Williams on Thursday, Justin Jefferson on Thursday, uh, DeAndre Hopkins with an illness, and we've got a COVID outbreak in Arizona. I don't know if he's involved in that or not. Um, Kadarius Tony, who was incredible last week, a little bit limited today. So, you know, it's it's tough to get a, a clear picture here, but let's start with the obvious. You know, Tyreek Hill, if he plays, does this not feel like a game that he can just go over the top and have like two 60-yard touchdowns against this defense. It, it it does. He he was the first name I looked at, and admittedly, I looked today before even looking at uh, at the practice reports. Um, not encouraging that he didn't practice, but he's been dealing with a little bit of a nagging uh, knee thing for quite a bit. I think Gene called it a knee thing, but says they're calling it a quad thing. Uh, either way, it's not a new thing. Um, if, if Tyree Kill plays, you've got a get right spot for Kansas City. You've got a Washington defense that has let everyone behind them this year i mean Jameis winston did did very very bad bad things to them last week um so so you know again tyree kill is is the the guy in kansas city they're gonna score a bunch of points so uh not much more needs to be said there um the other the the one true kind of like high-end player you know you always look running back receiver where who, who do you really want to like jam in there who, who's the guy um and, and because he is the guy and because of this slate uh, Devonte Adams is is that for me this week. So you know we talked earlier. We've got no all the running backs we just mentioned. I think the highest price guy was Eckler, and the advice was not to play him. So we talked about the highest running back was I think Daryl Henderson at six thousand. So we've got money to spend at wide receiver. Uh, so there's no stud stud running back. So we so we look for a stud receiver. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling is not a great receiver, but ever since he got hurt, Devonte Adams has been seeing crazy volume, fifty eight percent. 33%, 46% of team targets the last three weeks. I don't see a reason why that stops. Uh, the only thing that could really hold him back this week, I feel like, is just Chicago simply not being able to keep up. Um, but it, but if that happens, presumably he had a hand in, in getting the lead anyways. Uh, so those are the two guys uh, first that I'm looking at in cash at, at the high end. Um, you mentioned, Dan, the the issue in, in Arizona. Uh, Rondale Moore outsnapped and ran more routes than Christian Kirk last week. He's only 4,600 versus Cleveland. Uh, they were also playing a lot of Max Williams, who who is hurt pretty severely from what I understand. Certainly going to miss this week, if not more. So uh, Rondale Moore may be on the field a bit more as well, and he's pretty electric. Uh, so he, And he's only 4,600. So a little high, a little low. I'll let the other guys fill out the middle. I love it. Um, let's go to you, Devin. Um, I mean, I think a guy like Terry McLaurin – going against Kansas City is going to be really popular in tournaments when you consider like that high total. I mean, he's he's going to pop for sure. There's no doubt in my mind. If they're playing from behind, he's going to have major, major target uh, share going his way. So that's one guy that I, I'm really expecting to be pretty popular. And at that price range, probably cash viable too at 7,100. Yeah, I, I, I go back and forth between him and DJ Moore at 73 especially if McCaffrey can't play. Um, McLaurin should be in a good spot, but he's been more inconsistent this year than he has been in past years. So um, that makes me a little nervous, but the matchups that Washington has had, you know, facing the Saints and the Bills in two of the last three yeah. weeks, um, probably has something to play with that. 
McLaurin has tons of upside as, as seen in multiple games with 10 plus targets. Um, so I'm okay with a cash play there. The guy, my favorite guy this week, and I think we mentioned, you mentioned him, Dan, as a stack is Michael Pittman. Um, 5,500. This guy looked unbelievable on, on Monday night, six catches, 80, 89 yards and a touchdown. Um, starting to develop as a, you know, he was a second round pick last year, starting to develop his three straight games with six or more catches. Um, at 5,500, I think the price is too good. He's one of those guys that had a big Monday night game and they didn't have time or to, to adjust the, adjust the price. So I think he's in a really good spot. And then I'll throw one more low end guy out there. Um, not super low, but I, I like T Higgins at 5,300. Um, Jamar Chase is just priced crazily this week, um, as he should be, um, because of the, the streak he's been on. But um, T Higgins at 5,300 in, in what should be a, a pretty big game for Joe Burrow once again, I think is in a pretty good spot if you need to save money. And then I'll throw one last name out there. No, I'm not going to do it. Let's go. Odell. Odell. No, no. Odell might get traded before Sunday. Um, <laughs> tell, us, tell us the name you're not going to throw out then. Yeah, Court, Cortland Sutton against the Raiders. Um, That's a fine as a, name. As a I was going to say, you, you <laughs> didn't want to throw it out there because of Phil's take on that game earlier. It's the best yeah. game of the week. You got to throw it. Shoot up. <laughs> Uh, one one intriguing name here too, and then we'll get some Phil get Phil's take is uh, Keenan Allen. You know he's kind of we feel like he's almost been replaced by Mike Williams, but look at the targets for him: nine, eleven, twelve, eight, thirteen. That's where he's been. Only one touchdown. I think some of that those touchdown looks are eventually going to end up going his way. Uh, when you're getting that much volume, I think you're probably going to hit some touchdown variance in your favor at yep. some point in time. So at 6,400 in that game against Baltimore, which could have some offensive fireworks. Uh, he's intriguing to me. Okay, Phil, uh, give us a few names who we haven't talked about yet at wide receiver. Sure. Um, definitely on board with the McLaurin play. Uh, that is first and foremost. Uh, I do like DJ Moore as a, a price pivot in tournaments. I think we'll probably end up getting – like a 5% break on his roster percentage because he, he put up that dud last week. Uh, but the, uh, the Minnesota defense against the pass is still one that we want to challenge. And, um, you know, they, they, they've shut down the passing games of the Lions and the Browns in the last two weeks. Um, so let's not get carried away with the, the fact that they've stiffened up recently. Uh, I think that, that more could get back to the types of games that he was having. Um, then in uh, in tournaments, you guys mentioned Jamar Chase and you mentioned T. Higgins, and that makes me want to mention Tyler Boyd, uh, who I think is every bit as viable as those guys, only he's not going to uh, get the crowd looking in his direction. And I don't mind, you know, doubling the field if he comes in somewhere from, you know, 7% rostered or or somewhere in that neighborhood um, at the expense of the other guys. He's the, the steady Eddie, the guy that you know is going to get the targets. And uh, he has multi-touchdown upside, same as the others do. Um, the, the DeAndre Hopkins situation is really interesting to me because I was planning on, on making a pretty big play on him in tournaments. Uh, those of you who recall my excellent... Uh, Justin Herbert, Mike Williams stack that I gave you last week. I was I was one of the few in the industry out there who did it, and it, it led to some some decent finishes. Um, the reason that I was on Mike Williams, despite his high salary, uh, was that the Browns are just getting squashed uh, by alpha wide receivers on the other side. Uh, it's been Williams last week. It was Justin Jefferson. It was Brandon Cooks. It was Tyreek Hill in week one. Hopkins, uh, he's been injured, and I think that's really been more the problem than anything. Yes, they spread it around. Yes, he's still a little bit too expensive, uh, but I saw him command nine targets last week. I saw uh, a 30-yard reception. I saw the ball that he caught in the end zone, which was a beauty. Uh, he looked like DeAndre Hopkins to me last week, so if he doesn't have COVID, 
Uh, I really like Hopkins against the Browns for tournaments. Hey, Ryan, I got to ask you about Kadarius Tony. I mean, last week he put up a tournament winning performance, and Kenny Galladay not going to play. He's he's banged up. Looks like Sterling Shepard may be back, um, but this is a home game for them against the against the Rams. Not the best matchup on the board. The team totals like right around twenty, so there's a lot not to like. But thirteen for eighty nine last week, um, and thirteen targets, eighty nine uh, yard, one eighty nine yards, one eighty nine, one eighty nine. Sorry, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and then the week before, nine targets for seventy eight. Yeah. So, um, can we play him though at this fifty six hundred dollar price? I mean, my first intuition is no, but then when you consider Galladay's out. And Shepard, who knows how effective he's going to be first back. Like, who else do they have? Especially when you take Saquon out of the mix, who is, you know, getting some targets. Yeah, I, I think Shepard and Slayton are trending towards coming back, though, right? So, yes. Uh, that, you know, that said, we were attracted to Tony two weeks ago and last week because he was going to get some play in the slot, which was where, if, we, if you'd recall, I mean, in ancient history, you know, weeks one through three, Sterling Shepard was doing a lot of work out of the slot, too. Uh, so, so that's what drew us to Tony. But last week he was forced to play outside too uh, after Galladay went out mid-game, and he did amazing from there. So he he, he has shown that he can play all positions. And, and, you know, what do coaches like more than versatile players, especially ones who who run like 4-340s or, or, or whatever he runs in that neighborhood. So I, I think he's playable. I think he's more of a Phil special than a Devin special uh, in terms of uh, profile for a player you want. Um, the, you know, he's going to fight for your money. The the the, yeah. <laughs> the 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 safety first guy in me would rather just play Michael Pittman for a hundred dollars yeah. less because I know I'm getting you know maybe ten targets and like Devin said six catches and a high team total game. Um, you know Phil though you Tyler Boyd I, I like the call just the game environment and whatnot but multi touchdown upside I don't know Boyd's like a slot guy isn't he so I might play Tony uh, along you know instead of Boyd or, or or maybe split the difference there in a similar price range. I think he's still viable, Dan, to, to give you a, a very long answer to your short question. Uh, but but I'd rather play somebody safer if I'm playing a cash game 50-50 kind of thing. Okay, two crappers for you if you're uh, mass multi-entering. Uh, again, if Tyreek Hill <laughs> wouldn't play, Miko Hardeman, 4,200 with that speed, I think we can consider him. It only takes one to get there. He's done it previously, so he's interesting. And I don't know if he's even going to play here this week, but he's supposed to come off IR pretty soon. And that's Rashad Bateman. He is a min salary 3K. And that wide receiving core is a little bit banged up. And the one thing the Chargers do pretty well is stop the deep ball. They've done really well against that this season, which is where Marquise Brown gets most of his work. So if Bateman is active and you want a 3K crapper and just go stars and scrubs and you're playing, you know, Lamar Jackson, I think he's viable. I think he's viable. Can I just say one thing real quick? Yeah. (laughs) This is to the audience. For the love of God, please stop playing Josh Gordon. Yeah. Just People played him? Oh, yeah. People, yeah, people, people played him in showdown a surprising amount. He was oh, wow. very highly right. Even if Tyreek Hill is out, do not play him. I, I, I do I do like the Hardman call. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hardman get four, five, maybe even half a dozen carries in the game as well, just given the running back situation. Uh, and if Hill's out, then, then yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to uh, tight end position. And a quick recap, though, of the wide receivers – from a cash game standpoint, you can't go wrong with Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill at the top, assuming he is uh, in de- available to play this week. I think Terry McLaurin is definitely on our list, and uh, Michael Pittman Jr. looking awfully attractive at that $5,500 uh, price point in terms of uh, guys that we can play in our cash games. So you know with GPPs, pretty much anything can go uh, on that side of things. So let's move on to tight ends and uh, let's go to uh, Ryan here. Um, Once again, for back-to-back tight ends. And this week, you know, man, I mean, Mark Andrews is just like the mega chalk, right? Like this is, this is what I love and hate about DFS is these salaries come out before the games go on Monday night. And then you get these mispriced guys 
the next week, and he fits it. I mean, we're sitting right now at uh, 16%, but I feel like he's going to be over 20% rostered this week. Yeah, and sure, he. I guess you know that's that's a good spot to start. Um, you know, somebody that because I talked earlier about um, playing Lamar Jackson and playing Devonte Adams and maybe even playing Tyreek Hill. So uh, I can't play the highest priced guy or mid, or even mid priced guys everywhere. Uh, so my tight end, uh, you know, slight punt is uh, is actually Ricky Seals Jones on the other end of that Kansas City Washington game. Um, he stepped into Logan Thomas's role. He played I think literally or almost literally every snap last week he had multiple end zone targets they didn't go his way but but if he catches one of those he's 10 percent higher priced maybe two of those he's even more higher priced this week uh and and we know the guy's uh you know super athletic um you know Devin the biggest college football fan here remembers he played wide receiver uh so but he's on the field every snap he's in a shootout and um you know you could make an argument I know that game stacking is certainly more of a tournament thing but you could you could you know, game stack that one in cash pretty well too, and just uh, and just hope the Vegas total uh, comes in or over. And, and I think you can do that pretty affordably if you have Seals Jones as your Washington player there. And I want to give Devin some kudos. He went out on a limb last week with Hunter Henry, and uh, I thought he was crazy. Scored a touchdown, seventy-five yards. So, what are you whispering this week, Devin? Tight end. Uh, I'm paying up for Travis Kelsey. So, seven K. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it, right? And it's like, would I rather have Travis Kelsey or Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin, or DJ Moore? I, I think the answer is Kelsey. At 7K, I think in that offense, it, it's too good of a price. Um, but I, I don't want to be super chalky here. Um, so I'll throw a couple, of, a couple other names out there. Um, I don't have anyone as confident as the Hunter Henry call, but Houston is struggling against... Um, tight ends this year. So Mo Alley Cox. Yeah. Mo Alley Cox could be a guy, but I'm not taking him in cash. Um, I'm going, God, I hate this play. Um, John is going to crucify me, but I've been mentioning him, mentioning him the last, I don't know, two or three weeks, but I'm going back to Dalton Schultz. I, I, at some point, the stats don't lie. Even if the, the other indicators on routes run and all these other metrics that people want to throw out there, Six for 80 and two touchdowns, six for 58 and a touchdown, and six for 79 at 4,900. It's too good of a price. I think Belichick could sell out to stop Elliott, could could sell out to stop Lamb or Cooper, which leaves Dalton Schultz available uh, in this game. So if you want to go a sub 5K type guy, I, I'm more than okay with, with going Dalton Schultz. I do agree with, with uh, Mark Andrews at 5,200 is probably the chalk. Phil, any final thoughts on tight ends? Uh, I like Kelsey in tournaments just as much as I would like him in cash games because I think, like Ryan said, the um, the the stock roster build that most people are going to go with uh, has nowhere near enough room for Kelsey. So the minute that you plug him into a lineup, you're you're building in a different direction than the crowd from a, a salary cap allocation standpoint. Uh, so I, I like that play. Uh, I like Darren Waller for similar reasons. Uh, plus, he's in this week's marquee game, so we can't we can't forget about that. Um, the other guy that I'm looking at is actually on the other side of the Ravens uh, and Chargers game, and that's Jared Cook at 3,200. Uh, I think he's priced pretty well. Um, you know, Donald Parham has been kind of showing him up in the red zone lately, uh, but that guy doesn't run routes and get snaps necessarily. Um, he's a red zone weapon, and that's all he is, whereas, you know, Cook is the one that's out there on most downs. Uh, the Ravens have had a tough tight end schedule, but they have allowed the second most uh, fantasy points to opposing tight ends, and some of that was against Noah Fant and Mo Cox, who we mentioned. So I think that's a good play. And then... Um, Noah Fant at 4,800. Um, keep going back to that Denver and, and Raiders game. Uh, Game's going to be three to nothing. Just play all, <laughs> play all the dudes in that one, guys. Play all the dudes. It, yeah, that, that's, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit scared about where I landed, like I said. But uh, listen, Noah Fant is like two weeks removed from a 10-target game, and he's got a salary uh, that's close enough to Mark Andrews that nobody's going to want to play him. Uh, I think that he's a, a big play threat, and and he warrants consideration in tournaments. 
I don't hate it. Um, I don't love it. Don't hate it. I think, I mean, glad you brought up Kelsey because, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to to want to play him, but just look at this. I love looking like at it, historical salaries and then where they're landing now. The first four weeks, he was 83, 85, 82, 81. And now he's down to 7K. The last two weeks haven't really broken his way. I mean, last week was a bad week and he had 17 fantasy points. And yeah. we always say it with like the tight end position. Like if you have the one, cause again, you're only picking one. If you have that one guy that's so much better than everybody else, you're at a huge advantage in tournaments. And I think that's where, you know, Kelsey, we're only sitting at 10% uh, rostered here again on this Thursday it might go up, but I think it'll it kind of makes sense to be that low though, because if you're playing Mahomes and you're playing Jackson, it's tough to be able to spend all the way up there at seven K, but I think this might be a week that uh, it's it's the right thing to do. Um, yeah, but- real, real quick, Dan, just to just to give that some added context, um, what you mentioned there at the beginning of the season with his salary, he was equivalent. And you have to think about Kelsey as a wide receiver when you're playing him at tight end. He was equivalent to like the wide receiver two uh, coming out of the gates for those first couple of weeks. And this week he's on par salary wise with the wide receiver nine. So it's a it's a significant drop. It's it's one that we can exploit. Don't play him on FanDuel. He's eighty five hundred. There you go. That's a good point. But you could go double tight end this week. You could play Kelsey could. or uh, uh, our, what uh, Seals Jones as well. Sure. Yeah. Kelsey Andrews, something like that. I mean, yeah. there's a number of sure. different options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's uh, quick recap on this position. Again, not a lot to talk about. I think the the chalk plays and the cash game plays were going to be Kelsey if you can fit them. And then I think Mark Andrews is the other guy who's going to likely hit in the majority of cash games. If you need to go down more, though, Ricky Seals-Jones at 3K. Ryan nailed it. He's played every snap since Logan Thomas has gone out. So uh, expect him to drive some big ownership. Okay, defense, let's go to Devin here. I'm going to give you first crack at team defense today. Yeah, well, um, go ahead. No, give me the winner. Because I suck oh. at picking these. No, I, I'm i not much better. Um, look, I think that there's going to be some in- key injury news um, before we pick a defense. But keep an eye on what we say today compared to what we say, uh, what we what we recommend on Sunday. With that said, take either the Broncos or the Raiders just because Phil's been pumping them up the entire <laughs> game. Um, so it's guaranteed to be about three to nothing in that game. Six, no, I'm, yeah. Um, so if I'm if I'm looking at defenses this week, I'm looking at there's not a lot of great options on the low end, um, which is unfortunate. Um, however, I'm taking the Browns against Arizona. West Coast game coming across. They have a bunch of COVID issues. Uh, a West West Coast team coming east. The other the other defense that I do like is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, remember they can give up points, but if they get sacks and they get turnovers, sub three K, um, Taylor Heineke is going to be forced to throw for most of the game. So, um, I'm looking at, you know, almost every one of these sub three K defenses, you're not going to feel great about because there's not the defense that's facing some rookie quarterback or, um, they're all facing pretty darn good quarterbacks. So I'm looking at those two. If you want to spend up go with the Broncos. All right, Ryan, what you got? Yeah, defense is tough this week. Um, the Rams are priced at the Giants like Mike Glennon is playing. And, and, and as you mentioned, I think, Dan, at the top, I, we're not sure he is. Um, also, 4,700. Um, we can get very legitimate position players who, who have a chance <laughs> at a 100-yard 100, 100 bonus for 4,700. So uh, it, it's a tough click. Um Green Bay at Chicago is intriguing. Um, it's 3600 so you're, you're going to have to pay for it. We mentioned uh, Chicago in Khalil Herbert, you know, potentially being the guy, but he doesn't catch passes. But Chicago doesn't like to throw passes. And, and, and so what are they going to do? Um, you know, maybe a wide receiver we missed was Darnell Mooney. Who, know, who knows? He's he's actually cheaper than the Rams defense, I think. But um, but But, you know, you've got – Justin Fields in a situation where he may finally need to open it up. I, I don't know what was going on with the Raiders last week. Uh, perhaps a bit of a Gruden distraction, who could say. But um, the Bears didn't have to do anything in that game that they didn't want to do, and they are going to have to do stuff they don't want to do in this game. 
Um, but but I hate spending more than 3500 on a defense. Um, speaking of 3500 you got the Colts if, if you can fit them. Uh, I, I do I, I do like the call on the Chiefs that Devin made. I agree there. That's my favorite kind of sub 300. Um, but, you, you know, you could even totally punt and just play the Lions against Cincinnati at 2100 yeah. and just hope they fall on the quarterback a couple of times. Just get one of those random wheel things, put all the team's name in and spin yeah. it, and that's where you're at this week. Yeah. It's it's not a yeah it's not a clear week on defense. Not that it ever is, but it's like it's more muddy than usual. Do you have any conviction take here, Phil, on defense? I don't mind the Lions either. If uh, if you need the salary, Chiefs are fine. Uh, nobody mentioned the Colts against uh, Davis Mills and the and the Texans. They're right there by uh, Green Bay in terms of salary. I, I think if you could get up to them. Uh, I would do that plenty. That's about it. So, okay, that so was no not. That was definitely no <laughs> conviction. Zero <laughs> conviction. Way more conviction in that Broncos uh, Raiders game than you had on on team defense. Uh, all right, uh, this is where we kind of go around the horn, give a final thought before we wrap this show up. Um, so, Phil, I'm I'm gonna gonna give it to you. Like, what's the what do we need to know this week? What's the what's the one one thing you want to stress? that when people listen to this show that came from Phil, that they can, they can win some money doing. Well, I think we've covered it already. If the, if the Raiders Broncos game shoots out, uh, I will share my, uh, my Venmo with you guys and I will gladly accept donations. You won't even need it. Cause you'll win all the money, but okay. <laughs> that's, that, that's fair enough. Ryan, what do you got? Yeah. So first wanted to say that, um, you know, for the first time in the show's history, someone else mentioned, uh, a, a UCF player before me. So thanks Phil for a little Latavius Murray call, uh, even though I don't agree with it, but that in that in Denver or Denver Vegas, and you're, you're golden this week. Um, one thing I do want to mention, and it's more, you know, I guess it's kind of a, a question rather than advice. If, if, if I can steal your hosting hat for a minute, Dan, do, it. do we have any concern with the West coast teams coming East and playing at one? We have Arizona, Cleveland. We have chargers at Baltimore. We have Rams at giants. Um, so that's three teams coming east, playing at one o'clock. They should all be in on paper great spots, but you know the NFL doesn't. Uh, as Kenny Main, I think, once said, the games aren't played on paper; they're played in our TV sets. So, what do we think about that? Any issue with? Should we really be going all in on these? Should we worry, or should we just I don't factor it in? No, yeah, not, not even just... a little bit. Of like, those three, I'm least worried about the Rams, but I yeah. I could see low scoring outcomes uh, just as easily as I could see high scoring outcomes in those other yeah. two games. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I mean, Sunday. Chargers are just. I mean, Chargers are just so well coached. Like they're, they're Staley is just such a star. Like I mean, every time he he talks in in front of a microphone, I'm just so impressed by this guy. So I'll be surprised if you know. I mean, travel isn't like it's like 1970s anymore where they're you know, uh, on these horrible planes and, and whatnot. They're, they're pampered pretty well. It's not like it's even like 2013 with all the technology of iPads and <laughs> like the technology has gotten so ridiculous that, I mean. 2013, realized... there was probably iPads and stuff around. Yeah, right? but I not mean, like. I mean, not... you got to go back to like 2001, you know, where we had our, <laughs> uh, our disc mans, right? Isn't that where we had our CD players, disc mans? Am I, the, am I just the yeah. old guy here? Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, yes. well, John's not here, so yeah. That's, I, true. Yes. That's true. You are the old, the old guy, but I think digital technology, I mean, has made it so much easier than it used to be. 2013 might not have been the best example, but the iPad was invented in 2011, so yeah. it wasn't that far off. So, so in that case, I mean, my my um, I, I'm not a huge GPP player like Phil or John, but my mine would be um, because we spoke about Daryl Henderson so glowingly. Um, we, we mentioned, I don't think a word about Cooper cup and maybe just one word about Matthew Stafford. So, uh, okay. maybe check those guys out. Okay. Uh, give us your, your final thoughts here, Devin. Mari Cooper's too cheap at six K. I missed him going through it. Um, I think he's at some point he's going to break out whether it's this week or some other week, but as that price keeps falling, he's going to, he's going to have a bounce back week. So if you're, if you're playing multiple lineups, maybe worth throwing him in that, in the mix. He has, we've seen the upside that this guy has. Okay. Bold call me Cole two times, two times for the chiefs. There you go. 4,200 wow. GPP winner this week. Um, 
that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys and gals for joining us as always here. And uh, certainly give us a thumbs up. Hit that little bell so you get all the notifications on all the great videos that you'll find here uh, at Football Guys. Also check us out over at rotogrinders.com. Uh, lots of great tools for you, both from uh, mostly a DFS perspective, but all the different sports you can think of. College football, for example. Uh, I love it. It's, I mean, this past week, I don't know if Devin played daily fantasy college football, but it was pure insanity. It was I watched fantasy sports it. on D, uh, those Think fantasy football on steroids. That's what it was. It's a lot of fun to check out. So if you haven't gotten into that, uh, it is a good time. But for Phil and Ryan and Devin, I'm Dan. Good luck this week six. We'll catch you again next week right here on the Power Grid. See you, everybody.